This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome everybody to Wrestling With The Week, live, in studio, in person, for the first time for RTX. It's, and this isn't even a wrestling move. It's like if a really big guy took a really small guy and just threw him down like a big thing in an arena that was, there's a lot of concrete everywhere and it hurts and it has something to do with that and what happened in the last seven days. I'm your host, James Holmes, joined as always by Scorpio Sky. James, it is my honor and privilege to say, what a week. Guy, this is huge. This is the first time we've gotten to do this show in person. Wow, it's even bigger than it looks on camera. Do you guys see that? I'm huge. It's, look at that. Uh, this is we have actually have a really amazing show for you guys this week. We're really excited. We jam packed as much as we could into this RTX special, and it's going to be a doozy. We're of course going to be talking about Dynamite, which was last night in Austin, Texas. I was there. Eric was there. Sky, you of course were there. We'll get into that in just a minute. Um, and we got some games that we're going to be playing and a huge interview with Paul White, one of the biggest men in wrestling, some amazing stories. Uh, Sky, should we just crack open that, that chestnut? Let's uh, get right into it. Okay, so. <laughs> My voice is starting to, it's coming back yeah. down to normal, but it mm -hmm. still has these things where it just jumps up a little bit, and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah, so, so last night, uh, Ethan Page had his coffin match <sighs> with Darby Allen, and here, I just wanna say this. I thought for sure that Ethan was gonna win this one, if only because Darby might have thought that was his bed, yeah. and just, just in the middle of it been like, I need to take a nap, and then gone to sleep in it, but it didn't pan out the way that I thought it was going to. Uh, I, it didn't pan out the way we planned it either. Um, I. I have to ask you, have you ever been in a coffin? Uh, <laughs> not as often as I would like, Scott. It is not a comfortable experience. Uh, Ethan came up with this great idea, you know, great for him, that I would hide in the coffin and at the right time, jump out of there like a jack-in-the-box and hit Darby. Mm -hmm. And it all came according to plan. It worked out. It didn't work out in the long run. We didn't win the match, but I will say this. The next time I am in a coffin, I better be dead because that was scary. I, I don't. I, I'm not claustrophobic, mm -hmm. but it was eerie. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. It was weird. It's creepy. I, I almost didn't do it. I almost yeah. abandoned my friend. Well, you were out there for a while, because I mean, again, it was a great plan. I completely agree. It was a fantastic plan, and I think it worked. But. You had that that means you have to like set that seed and let it grow and that meant you being in there in the dark and I don't want to put you back in that scary place but yeah that was yeah and those wow. guys carrying the the coffin and I'm and I'm in there and I'm bouncing around and I'm like <laughs> what is going on here can we get some steadier in all honesty you know it, it was uh, it was great to get back in front of a full audience a sold out crowd I don't know if it, what it was five six thousand whatever it was uh, the Austin crowd was fantastic. They were hot. The only problem is we didn't come away with the victory. No. That's the only downside. And um, other than that, uh, Sting, once again, big bully. Yeah, he's a big, big bully. tough guy, carries a bat around. Also uh, ruined my chances of ever having children. So yeah. thank you very much, Sting. What thank won't you. you resort to? Come on, Sting. What won't you resort to? 
A man's a man has certain things that anyway. <laughs> I had had certain things, um, but that wasn't all that happened on Dynamite. There were some other things that didn't necessarily involve you getting your nuts crushed. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we want to just jump on. Eric, you want to pop in here and Let's we can do it. talk through Dynamite. I'm ready for the run-in. Oh wait, no. No, that's no, all wrong. We gotta do that. Take that's two. Wait, wait, we can stop down though, right? This is no, live. No, it's live. live. And you didn't even do your cool little swipe that you did last. Oh, no. <laughs> we killed it. Come we on. killed it. You're here all the time, uh, and we knocked it out okay. of the park. All right, here we go. We tossed Eric. Okay, and... here we go. <laughs> Three, two, one, and now it's time for the hot tag. Oh no. <laughs> Let's talk about dynamite. Uh, let's talk about dynamite. Let's talk about so Eric. Let's let what happened on dynamite. Well, Hangman Page came out. He said he had some choice words for Kenny Omega. He wants this title match. Mm -hmm. He's challenged the elite to a five-on-five -five elimination style match. They haven't said when. Kenny accepted. He's oh, let's do it. Okay, but mm -hmm. your title shots on the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they're going to face each other, it's five-on-five. -five. It's the elite against the Dark Order with Hangman Page. Mm -hmm. Who's taking it? Who's who's winning that match? Can Hangman stay away from the bottle? Is Ooh, the question. Wow. According to what Matt Jackson was saying last night, it smelled like he'd been hitting the bottle. So oh tough, tough. Uh, it's it's really tough. You know, I always pick in favor of the Young Bucks. I've said that before. They are big time performers. They come up clutch in clutch moments. So I'm always going to bet on the Young Bucks. However. Kenny Omega, uh, excuse me, Hangman Page was a member of the Elite. Mm -hmm. He's been around the Young Bucks a long time. He is also a clutch performer. So when clutch meets clutch, something's got to give. Yep. I might go with Hangman Page. Wow. 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 That's okay. crazy. Well, James, what do you think? I mean, I, I completely understand all those points, and I think they're very valid. I just, I'm a little frustrated with these people. A lot of people come after champions, people that are on top. Sky, you know this better than anyone. They come after them and all they do is they ask and they ask for more and more opportunities. Whereas people like Sky or Kenny had to earn those opportunities mm, right. through pure skill. Yeah. And so and so it's just a, it's a little frustrating that we're at this point where someone can just walk out in the middle of a show, it's going great, and just say, uh, give me a title shot. Oh, I want a title shot. Or like they get tag team titles and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just, it, that, that's not the way you do it when you're a fighter. Yeah. We know, we've seen this show before. If you go back and watch these, big fan of Britt Baker. And what did she okay. do to get that title? She fought her way to earn her spot, and she got it. Like she Baker stuff. This is a Britt Baker stand. Somehow you okay. made this about Britt Baker. <laughs> Britt Baker, yeah. we don't have that. I, I changed my mind. He is right. I am with the elite. What? I am tired of people going out and saying, I want this, like they're children. No, yeah. you have to earn it. No, I want it. No, yeah. I'm with you. How, really. did, how does this keep happening? Are you that persuasive? I guess so. I guess are so. you I in the elite now? Are you trying to? No, I'm not in the elite. Oh, okay. All I'm right. Man of the year. Right. That's right. <laughs> you got that new shirt. Oh, it's a great shirt. You, it's you, a great yeah. shirt. You can get great it right shirt. now. Go get it. Yep. Shopaew.com. See, you gotta put great it over. Shirt. You gotta put it over. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Mm -hmm. Malachi Black keeps getting into these dust-ups with Cody. Cody mm -hmm. comes out. He's fired up. He's yelling and screaming. Mm -hmm. He says, hey, come out, put your money where your mouth is. Lights go out, lights come up, Malachi Black's there. Boom, 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 boom. Pull apart, pull apart, pull apart. If they went head-to-head -head right now, not in a couple of weeks where everything kind of keeps building, if it's right now, who do you have in that match? I'll, I'll jump in on this one. I'm going to go... Malachi Black. Wow. I'm going to go Malachi Black. I think Cody is fantastic, and he's he's definitely a showman, mm -hmm. okay? 
He's a showman, and you can see that. Even when they were fighting, I'm like, how did he know? He came out wearing all white, and he's wearing all black. How do they know? And so, but again, it's that showmanship. I think Cody knows when he's going to uh, whack a hornet's nest. He's going to be mm. in the most fashionable bee preventative costume you can possibly have. But I don't know if he's going to be able to. Malachi has something he needs to prove to mm. the whole organization. Right? If he comes out and then he loses to Cody after this, what was all that fanfare for? What was all that huff and puff? Right? So I think I think I'm gonna go Malachi Black. He's got he's got something he wants to prove. He wants to put a crater in this company. Sky, what do you think? I couldn't agree with you more, my colleague, my friend. Malachi Black has a lot to prove, and that is why I'm picking him. However, uh -huh. Cody has everything to lose, and that is why I'm picking him. Cody is the man. Unless Malachi Black comes in with the right mind frame, and that, and that is exactly what he's gonna do, and that's why I'm picking Malachi Black to take this win. However, Cody, yeah. he's, got the, um, he's got the nightmare family in his corner, and that is a big difference maker, and that is why Cody is coming out on top. I got Malachi Black. I, actually, Sky convinced me, so I think it's definitely gonna be either Cody or Malachi Black. All right, all right. It's Cody. <laughs> this, this Malachi is... Black. Malachi or Cody, Yeah, one sure. of the two. This really turned into like a first take kind of situation where no one's saying anything but a lot's being said. This show uh -huh. is the show to watch for <laughs> wrestling fans because we make definitive calls with insider knowledge, folks. <laughs> well, make a call on this one. Moxley just put down the machine gun last night to retain the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Mm. Now he has the tall task facing Lance Archer in a Texas death match when AEW goes to Garland, Texas next week. Who do you think is walking out with that US title? I just want to say, shouldn't it be a Tokyo death match? Because they were in Because they Tokyo were in before. a Texas yeah. death match in, in Tokyo. Tokyo. So why are they doing a Tokyo, Tokyo death, death match, match in mm. Texas? And wouldn't they just call it a death match? We're in Texas already. Folks. It's true. Mm. That is uh, true. Uh, it's like a European uppercut is just an uppercut. uppercut Europe, yeah. Right? right? Yeah, you're right. Do they call it like an American right hand when you well, wrestle a, in Europe? This, this would be, right? Because a standard uppercut. Uh -huh. I'm going to go John Mox. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I think Lance Archer is great and very very scary. He's very tall. And if he, I mean, I know he's a fan of the show, so hello, uh, Mr. Archer. Um, but uh, I also I just think in this case that maybe there's other titles that that he should be going after. Ooh. This doesn't seem like the right one for him. Okay. Mm. I feel like there's bigger titles that he should be he should be pursuing for this, and I think he knows it. And I don't think I think that John Moxley is just he's always at the same, whether or not he's fighting to defend a title or fighting for a tag team spot or anything like that he's always at the same intensity mm -hmm. and so it's tough to compete with that i just want to know if you can conquer the tall task of saying the iwgp united states championship three times fast that's wow. uh, absolutely cannot i got lucky saying it I one time G and that's why we're moving on to the next segment <laughs> which is oh you have to say it i don't say oh, it. yeah this is yours <clears throat> it might be a little hard because my you know again my, right. my voice is mm -hmm. re-leveling out mm -hmm. a little bit oh yeah but, yeah <sighs> What it do, baby? <laughs> that was that a shoot. Was, that, that was a good one. Really that good was a shoot, one. actually. Yeah, especially given the circumstances. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So, uh, uh, James, I yeah. know you're not a basketball fan. You 
how could you possibly know that? We've mm -hmm. only been doing, this is our 25th episode. 25th episode. Yeah. I've been trying to get you to become a Laker fan. You still won't do it. And that is why we are not in the playoffs anymore. Thank you very <laughs> my much. My fault. That's uh, my fault. But we have got ourselves a series. The NBA Finals, the Phoenix Suns, the Milwaukee Bucks. The series is tied 2-2. Are you into this? It's, it's, it's the first time these two teams uh, are, have been in the finals in, what, 30 years? Mm -hmm. Since yep. the either one of these teams has been in the finals. This is huge. This is historic. Chris Paul's first time in the finals in his 16 or 17 year career who are you picking it's gonna go seven I think but who are you picking well for me this is an easy pick I'm going bucks or sons right. <laughs> oh. no, right. I, I do genuinely like like uh, despite the fact that I haven't been following the season I didn't follow really the playoffs and yes you did told, tell me to support the Lakers but then they, they lost so like, I mean all right uh, but I, I'm just saying sour subject <laughs> I, I'm just saying I think it is super exciting that Sports, this is a year where it's kind of things are kind of spinning back up again, right? Things are hopefully in this world getting back to normal and staying a little bit normal. And I think people look to these these staples to be very cool. And I'm glad that it's culminating something that's historic and fun and exciting. And I'm excited for you. I'm more curious to hear what your thoughts are, because I know when you support a team very like adamantly. What? What? How What's did you how did you say all that and not pick someone? Yeah. So what happened? Talking. Well, because listen, all right. There's a whole lot of yapping going on. Suns, Suns, What does it matter? Look at that, Rich. You're beating little eyes. I'm, pick, I'm picking the Suns. There, I said it. Great all right. pick. Or the Bucks. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Lakers in five. What? Wow. A run in. Lakers in five. <laughs> this isn't 2K. God, yeah. come on. God. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, I know neither one of you guys are, are particularly uh, huge Fortnite fans. Uh, LeBron James is in Fortnite. Fortnite now? I like yeah. LeBron James. Uh, yeah, right. How are you feeling about him? But being uh, Jose, so I this is I want to talk to you about this because I know you like LeBron James. I uh -huh. like LeBron James. But how do you feel about Fortnite? And now it's the merger of the two. I like LeBron James. Oh, I see. So Los well, Angeles Lakers, number six. This must be really exciting for you because now it's like, oh, it's like these two things are like <laughs> coming together. You know right? how you can play as LeBron James in 2K? Yeah. You can do that in Fortnite now. Does he dunk? I don't think so. <laughs> he could. He, I think he can actually turn into an inflated cow and bounce around. I think here's a, in your defense, I I do play games all the time, and I don't know what the hell is happening in Fortnite ever. Uh -huh. Like I feel like it was a couple weeks ago. They're like Batman's in Fortnite, and you're like, there you go. All right, and then they're like John Wick's in Fortnite, <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, and they go, LeBron James. I'm like, these are just things now. Yeah. You're just saying things. Yeah. So it's in other great. words, uh -huh. Lakers in foul. All right. Wow. Look, all right. Well, we got, look, look, I got to move you guys along because we don't have a lot of time. Right. One last thing in what it do. Yeah. Big UFC fight. Conor McGregor um, doesn't have a leg to stand on after oh, that. Wow. So. How, how good is a one-legged man in oh, an ass-kicking contest, tough. as good old JR would say? Mm -hmm. That was, uh, that was you, How you guys feeling about uh, McGregor? Is he coming back? Does he have another fight against Poirier? Is he uh, is Poirier going to accept a chain from Jake Paul that's uh, just a knocked out Conor McGregor? What's up? <laughs> I mean, I've never been a, uh, a mixed martial artist. Mm -hmm. I've never been in that world. But I do think that if you're in a fight and at some point you take a step backwards and your whole leg collapses <laughs> and splits down the middle, right. maybe it's time mm -hmm. to start investigating either drinking a lot more milk or this isn't, <laughs> this isn't the job for you. Uh -huh. So. There is an old saying in the fight game, and that is, it is hard to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go running 
when you're sleeping on silk sheets. Wow. Conor oh. McGregor has been on silk sheets for a long time. He's made a lot of money. However, it's hard to turn down a $20 million Piz Diz. Yep. And if, you're, if you don't speak Carney in pro wrestling, right. Piz Diz means payday. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, $20 million Piz Diz. They offer another one. He's coming back. It seems like it takes the same amount of time to say payday and pizdiz. No, I yeah, like Yeah, but when you say pizdiz, the people around you don't know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Oh, and You give I them a brother see. handshake, and, and then except, they don't know what's except, going on. Except they're like, why are you doing that? And you're like, oh, because of a huge pizdiz. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, I think I got it. I think I figured it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this seems like, I, yes, guy's right. This is a, this is a Rocky Five situation. Yeah. Oh. Where if we see them fight again, it'll be in the streets. Mm -hmm. And which one's the one with the robot? Four? Yeah. yeah. Four is the one with Happy the robot. Birthday, the robot will be there, too. Yeah. Did you do it? I sure did. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Rocky Five, speaking of Ivan Drago, and speaking of big, oh, yeah. we've got ourselves a big guest. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to jump in, and, and normally you do this, but I'm going to go ahead and do this if that's okay. Yeah. We're gonna, uh, we've got Paul White, ladies and gentlemen, on the run-in. What the? I can't really emphasize how excited I am for this interview. We've had amazing guests, none bigger, more legendary than Paul White. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. Although, you know what? We might have a slight problem at the end of the show. What's that? Hauling my ass out of this chair. I oh, think right. I'm... Yeah, no. We're going to yeah. leave. We're just going to turn You're the lights gonna off. We're just going to leave? Yeah. 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 For about 20 years, <laughs> I was going into the chair. <laughs> I run an evil empire with my mind or something. <laughs> yeah. it, the chair is very befitting. I, mm. I think it's like royal. It's you know good. what's funny? I, you talk about chairs. Um, I'm going to bring this up. One of my unique travel situations. I went to Egypt for WWE a long time ago. And uh, they pitched it to me as Egypt's um, um, motor trend type thing. You know, And I'm thinking, oh, wow. Middle East, there's gonna be Lambos and Bugattis and mm -hmm. Lamborghini SUVs and <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and it was Alberto Del Rio and I. We went on this appearance, and it was in Egypt, and that's cool. I got to see the pyramids and and a lot of beautiful culture, but like they had some stuff that looked like you know cab straight out of Cuba. Like mm -hmm. the rims were spray painted yellow. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't want to be in the same scene with that car. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But they had gotten me this giant throne chair, like literally wood, and it's real. Just if I can get the pictures, I'll, I'll dig the pictures up and send it to you, please, so you can throw it up on the on the podcast. Um, and they had Alberto in a little bitty regular chair next to me, and Alberto <laughs> was so hot. He goes, "Come on, show what the hell, man! You're in this big chair, and I'm like your servant sitting here." <laughs> like he was so mad, and he was—I think he was a champion at the time. Too. <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Hey, bro, I've been around a while." You know, you know <laughs> yeah, that kind hey, of thing. That yeah. is a champion and a king. You know? yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's so, great. Man, so this chair kind of feels like it's going to be part of me for a while. You, you're like the mob boss. Like you're the boss at the end. Oh, dude, I'm kingpin. Know, kingpin. There we go. God, I want that role so bad. Hey. I want Can we make it. I know. this happen? I know. King well, did? it's not up to me. There's a lot of great actors that have held that role. I mean, Brian Clark Duncan and, and Vincent D'Onofrio, those guys. How many How many former world champions? True. I mean, you know, I could, I could, I could do the legit part of Wilson Fisk. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just the actual acting part I might be the shit's in. No, no, so, no, no. no. Yeah. It'll be great. Can I say this one thing? Uh, when you first it's your came show, in, I appreciate you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> The T-shirt, no more BS. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like when I saw that, I just thought, 
brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's so good. I get one good idea every 25 years. Well, so I'm like a comet. <laughs> I come by once every 25. Once every 25 years, I get a great idea. So. It's worked out. It's yeah, it is, and it's funny, and I meant that, actually, I meant that with a lot of love on a lot of different levels, too. Yes, there is no more big show, you know, that that character's had its run, and and it, it needed to go away, and I needed new opportunities. I mean, I knew pretty much the end for me, the last year I was there, Vince was calling me Paul, he wasn't calling me big show. Mm. So in his mind, and I got nothing to complain about, I did everything... I think I could do in WWE. I've done every kind of angle, every kind of match, and, and I had a great career, but it was just time for that character to go away. And But me personally, Paul White, uh, was not done. Right. You know, I still love his business. I'm still capable of competing. I'm still capable of working with younger talent in the ring and helping them, and I'm still having fun. So, you know, why in the hell would I give it up? Well, you know, like, you were such a staple in the other company for so many years. I mean, we were talking Four about off-air, like your first contract was 10 years. Like, that is a commitment. And uh, when you came here, like, I, I hear most of the time when guys are coming in, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because people talk. I didn't know about you coming in. No, there's two people that know. Tony Khan and myself. Total I think, shock. I think Megan knew because she did all the contracts. She, so. Yeah, she would know. Yeah. yeah. And I, I did everything myself, and I made sure I was cleared and free with WWE and all all uh, business ends um, taken care of, and and I could go my own way. So what made you, like, did you watch AEW? Like, why did you choose? Oh, I watched it's AEW, a, it's a chance. Of course. You're taking a well, chance. I, I, took it, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to get a job at AEW, because I didn't know if I'd fit. I mean, to be honest with you, because I was such a staple item with WWE, um, and I was, of course, good friends with Cody and good friends with Jericho, and... and I knew Moxley pretty well. Like Moxley and I had some fun, but John's a tough guy to get to know. And but you know, I definitely respect him, and he respects me. Um, but uh, just seeing the fight that AEW was going through, uh, I wanted to be a part of that. It had just a younger, hungrier, um, aggressive vibe as far as the talent, and it didn't. And the talent looks. Different. I think that's one thing that's been a little bit rough. As great a product as, as WWE is, an incredible machine that WWE is worldwide, the brand recognition, the the overall powerhouse that it is. At the same time, lately, you know, the past 10 years or so, a lot of stuff looks the same. You could insert any character in that show anywhere in the show for an instant plug and play. And there's three or four backups of the same kind of character. Uh, it's very hard to set yourself apart, I think, in WWE being unique because there's a constringent, I think, format on what they want on TV, what they like their characters to do, how they like angles executed, how they like angles portrayed. And um, AEW doesn't feel that way. It's not that way. I mean, I'm in the process of working on that now, creating my own angles, creating my own storyline, creating interaction with my own opponent. Like, I've never had, I mean, I've done the matches, mm -hmm. but I've never sat down and had to write my own promos and think about promos for the guy that I'm working with and how long do we want to take this program and how many weeks. And it's invigorating. It's exciting. It's, it's nerve-wracking. You know, because you think, wow, oh, God, the fans really shit on this. I can't blame the writers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to yeah. be my fault. Yeah. Which is okay, but, you know, it's the same thing. That type of, of freedom is inspiring. 
and I think one of the things, and I didn't know, I'd met Tony Khan before years ago. He had come to a couple events and was hanging out with Chris and stuff and Cody. Um, I didn't get a chance to really know him until we talked on the phone. We talked on the phone for a couple of weeks before we ever sat down and, and really talked about doing a deal. And they were good conversations. They were late at night because Tony's a night owl. So sometimes we'd start talking at 1 in the morning and we finish at 4 in the morning. But we just talked about wrestling and psychology and, and, and what makes a good wrestling match, what the fans really want, how does talent get over. And you know, a lot of my philosophies, my core philosophies on, on psychology and wrestling, he really understood where I was coming from. And, and, that's, and asked me what I want to do. And I told him, I said, well, obviously I want to compete. You know, I'm here to compete on all levels. And, uh, but, you know, my, my fantasy gig was doing commentary, hmm. you know, and he gave me that opportunity with Elevation, you know, and I had zero training. I was going to ask about that. You've never done it before, right? <laughs> no, I did it once or twice in WWE and Vince was in my ear and said, damn it, show don't be trite. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. I'm just, just going to shut up the rest that, of That's that Muhammad Ali. Well, if it's good, I'm that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I just, I just kind of, I just, I just kind of shut up the rest of the match because I didn't know what to say. But you know, but I used to pick Michael Cole's brain a lot in WWE. Michael Cole was always great to me. Um, you know, Jerry King Lawler was always great. You know, those guys are just um, amazing at what they do and put that together. And then to come here and I got thrown in with Tony Schiavone, who's been my friend for ever since I've been in the business, um, you know, and I've got an incredible resource with Excalibur. I don't think people realize what an incredible, massive nerd savant he is <laughs> with the amount of information that he knows. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, wow. And it, for me, it's perfect because now I've built a relationship with the AEW talent, and the AEW audience. In WWE, I knew everybody that came through the door. I've been there. I've seen them work, I've seen their matches, I've seen them when they started NXT, I've seen them pop up on live events, I've seen them make their debuts on Raw, I hear the, the scuttle around the water cooler. So most of the talent, by the time it came to Raw or SmackDown, I already knew who they were, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Came to AEW, I really didn't know anybody. Didn't know anybody's styles, didn't know anybody's personalities. Uh, I think I had a little PTSD the first couple of AEW shows because I was waiting for the hammer to drop, you know, like, you know, I'm like, they can't say that on air. Like, <laughs> I guess we can. All right. Well, how about yeah. this? You know, like, I mean, and things were done differently and, and um, you were actually uh, encouraged, I think. I, I think that's the biggest difference I can say. The talent is actually encouraged to explore and define themselves as a character. And that's so important to get over as a talent is you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe it. Because if you don't, the audience won't. They'll see right through you. They don't know what's wrong. They'll just know that they don't like it. Mm -hmm. But when something feels true to them, something feels authentic, man, they bite on it and run with it. Mm -hmm. And then the talent feels it too. And that's a beautiful thing now that we're getting our crowds back and stuff like that. This, this place is just going to... I've seen them grow before. You know, I was... Beginning the attitude era. I've been able to get off the ships just before they sink. So get off WCW. I'm not saying the WWE ship is going to sink, but the big show was sinking in, in WWE, so it was time for him to get off and move on. So in here, I feel that that palpable energy backstage of everybody's fighting, everybody's hungry, but everybody's collectively working together that's proud of the brand, and there's no...
There isn't um, there isn't a bunch of silly shit. There isn't mm -hmm. people trying to to step on each other's toes and cut each other off at the pass. I mean, yeah, it's competitive, right? But it's the old school competitive. Yeah, go out and beat that, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which is great. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, and I'll admit sometimes when I can't. I'm like, nah, bro, I can't follow that. That's, that's beyond me, bro. Good job, you know. But that kind of environment is conducive to building uh, a fan favorite and a great company. And I think most of the fans, a lot of fans, obviously you can see by the attendance and the responses and the ratings that we have, you know, they want something different, you yeah. know, as well produced and as well filmed and all the stuff that WWE is. I mean, there's no holes in their game. Right. You know, it's bam, 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 bam. It's, it's too processed, if that makes any sense, I think, on some ends. And, and sometimes when you're, you're the top dog like that, it's too good. People want something different. They want something a little bit wild or a little bit crazier, you know? You never know if somebody might, you know, two girls are going to go out there and body slam each other on thumbtacks like Thunder Rosa <laughs> and Dr. Britt Baker and bust each other open. It would never, yeah. never happen. Up there. It never would happen. Like when I saw it, I went, oh my God, this is great. But oh, somebody's going to get in trouble. That's, that was my first <laughs> yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, somebody's going to get in trouble. Damn, this is really good. Like, yeah. you know, and you look at them, there's two women that took, um, raised the wrestling bar, which is like, you know, I, I've said the same thing before about Becky and Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey. Those girls changed how people look at women in professional wrestling. Without they a doubt. Mm -hmm. Becky Lynch is one of my favorite. I mean, I get goosebumps every time I talk about it, <laughs> but she's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I've never seen anyone wrestle without talking or telling just her execution in the ring. When she's hustling to beat someone, every cover is more desperate, is more intense. And she has that gift to have a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth gear that she puts the timing in, and uh, and Charlotte's just like, you know, I mean, she's such a crazy athlete, it's a whole nother level, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and to see them get the recognition that they deserve, they started that, and then you come over to AEW where the women's division is picking up and doing strong, and then you see a match like Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker went out there and set the bar, like, yeah. If you're a dude in the back, you better lace your boots up, bud, and get yeah. your shit together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. there's going to be a lot of dudes getting their TV time cut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so. oh, yeah. The, the energy of AEW is so interesting to me because I feel like it, 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 it feels very much like the indie wrestling scene. Like you always get the, I always got the tapes and you would see these, not necessarily crazy matches or dangerous oh, yeah. matches, but the well, intensity, there's a, there's right? A lot of, there's a lot of shit that doesn't make any sense. And I'll be honest with you, psychology wise, mm -hmm. they took the psychology book and threw that right out the window. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's, it, what death divine can move can I do and get right up and do another one? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, personally, me, I'm old school. Do I wish that, uh, they would take out maybe 60% of those giant bumps mm -hmm. and connect the bridges in between and sell them a little bit more and let the audience absorb their hard work. Because the problem is, is my opinion, when you start doing all those crazy spots and crazy spots, it becomes a car crash derby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, you, you want to keep your audience connected with what you're doing. Not too lax that they turn away on you not too strong that you break away from them. Mm -hmm. it's the, that's that gentle right in the middle and keep them involved. And you, 
and guys that have that and gals that have that ability to bring them along on that journey and it builds. Where every false finish is not a spot to get to the next spot, but a false finish is what? It's a false finish. Right. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to make you think, I can win right here. Mm -hmm. I can win. If you don't make that mean something, why do it? Right. For a transition to another spot? No. Mm -hmm. You know, make these bumps count because these bumps are death defying. These bumps are millimeters and inches away from paralyzation for life. Mm -hmm. So don't throw it away. Make it count. And bring your audience along with you. And I think that will help a lot of the younger talent out when they get older and figure out that, that timing and that TV timing that will help them a little bit. Um, there's a way that people that have worked for a while on TV and people that have worked in in main events of work that uh, there's just a timing to it that's a little bit different. And there's nothing, and I'm not, by any means, am I not slamming or saying anything negative because they're working hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but they're working so hard they're not giving themselves the, the service that they deserve. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit, a little bit less, sell a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. you'll, trust me, it'll, it'll bake you a better cake. Yeah, I think that's it's great to have guys like you, and Arn and the other legends that. And I've seen you pull people aside backstage and talk to them, <laughs> yeah. and 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 give advice. And that's what we need. And as long as us as talent are willing to listen, well, there's two know. sides to every coin. You 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 know they would say you can lead a horse to water and blah blah blah, drink or whatever the hell the proverb is or whatever. But I also tell talent when I give talent advice, I also remind them. The wrestling's an art form. My opinion is not 100% right. This is a basic formula that I've done over years. If you'd have taken the time here, it may help. Hindsight booking after a match is already done. Everybody's 100% expert on that shit. Mm -hmm. The key is helping someone before their match and let them understand the rhythms and the beats of why they fall into place and where they should. That's why I prefer to be in the ring and work with the guys because then I can tell them why we're in the ring. And no, no, slow down. No, no, bring it, let's go, let's mm -hmm. go. And then afterwards, I'm like, did you feel that? And once they feel that and it clicks, then the rhythms make sense. Because to me, wrestling is rhythm. There's beats, da 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 And then when you get the wrong beat, it goes, gang! <laughs> you yeah. know? It's like a piano. It does, does just, yeah. Yeah, oh, it doesn't fit, off. it doesn't fit. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, it doesn't fit. Yeah. But if you get your beats and your rhythms, and you got to listen to your crowd, too. You know, that's why I try to advise the younger, don't plan a whole bunch of stuff out. Because if you got A, B, C, D, E, F, G all lined out, and we go, this, 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 and this, one, you're going to rush through it, and not, you're going to be thinking about the next spot and not mm -hmm. be in the moment where you are, which mm -hmm. hurts your character development, your character presentation, and your execution. But what if they... Decide they don't like, uh, you know, C, D, and E. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, how do you how do you get them to F? Mm -hmm. How do you get them to G? I think a lot of guys are going to learn that now that we have fans back because yeah. with the pandemic, we you had, had no easy fans. Pops. Well, you had you had you wrestlers know? ring size who exactly. know when to, who know when to come right away on a hold, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. get lazy and they don't work the hold like they should. Right. You know, and that's been great. You know, because it's it's been an educational tool. Now with live audiences, they're going to learn like, oh, I'm really going to have to dig in my heat when I apply my heat. I'm going to have to sell when I'm getting, someone's getting heat on me. I'm going to have to work for it. I'm going to have to work for it. And that's just going to happen naturally because mm -hmm. we're, all, we're all pack animals. 
So we'll all work as the pack, as the team, as AEW works. We'll all, all our levels will step up and rise up. That's why you want everyone around you to do well and do better because it inspires everyone around you. Right. I, I don't believe in a, in a negative environment that way. Uh, I don't believe in kissing your ass and telling you to do everything right either. Like you need to be told when, now, nah, I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, wrong place, wrong time, wrong thing. You need to be told that if you don't recognize and don't know, you need someone to tell you when it's wrong. Absolutely. Did it for me. Yeah. I had Undertaker telling me when I screwed up. He used to have that big crooked ass finger and he would do that when I walked through the curtain. And I would just, I'd want to go bash my head in the wall. Mm-hmm. I just want to hide from him some nights. I try to cut side ramp. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just want to get my ass chewed. I try to cut side ramp and that big lanky son of a bitch would be standing there waiting <laughs> on me. Like I wouldn't, I definitely wasn't smart enough to outsmart him. That's uh-huh. for damn sure. So. But, you know, then I find myself years later, the same things that he would talk to me about, I'm passing along. So that's, a, that's one of the beautiful things about wrestling. You've got to figure, to remind our talent of, of what they've gone through, the journeys that they've been through to get here. Of all the billions of people on this planet, if you add the talent between both major companies that are working on TV every week, you've got what? 125 wrestlers that mean anything, maybe, out of both companies. Mm-hmm. Maybe 100 that are on TV every week that are making an impact of all the billions of people in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So be proud of that, that you're part of that small percentage. Right. But also understand you're part of that small small percentage. You're going to have to work harder to be better, to improve. Because you've made it doesn't mean you can sit on your ass and kick your feet up and say, Oh, I made it. I'm here. Now's the time to work hard yeah. and continue to get better because there's tons of people knocking at that door right behind you that will outwork you, that will work harder than you. So you got to bring something to the table that's different and unique that you believe in, that you get the audience to believe in. I think speaking as a fan, like the idea of being able to like learn from someone who's done it and then take that knowledge and then pass it along to the next year. Because like wrestling isn't going to go away. No. It's no, not, it's no, like, no, no. It, it, more and more people in my, when I was growing up, maybe it felt a little niche. It wasn't. It was already selling out massive stadiums all around the world. But maybe it felt a little bit niche, but right. it's not at all, right? And now it's huge. It's everyone I know watches <laughs> wrestling, is aware of wrestling. And so the idea of having that, learning that, and then taking it to the next generation seems like so important. It is important. And it's important for each generation to make their wrestling their own. Mm-hmm. You know, there was different styles in, in Tony Gurria's day. You know what I mean? Um, there's different styles in, in my era from the early Attitude Era in the early 90s and mid-90s and 2000s. Like, I've seen this business change from taking chair shots to the head without putting your hands up. Like, don't put your hands up, you look like a pussy. Yeah. You know, you'll break a finger. Oh, but I can get a concussion and, <laughs> yeah. you know, end up going batshit nuts years later from all the concussions from chair shots to the head. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But our business is involved. It's become safer. It's become smarter with the introduction of MMA fighting and how popular UFC and stuff like that is. It's really changed our business as well. Our business had to become more legitimate. You can't do bullshit wrestling mm-hmm. holds anymore because fans go, hey, that's not a real hold. Mm-hmm. You know, our fans are smarter and they, and they have the ability to research stuff and they have the ability to to really pick and choose and find people that they identify with more now more than ever and who they like. So it's important for the younger generation of, of talent to really, really um, 
focus on their fundamentals, get their act together, be creative, be different, and and really make that connection with the audience. That's the whole difference in the world. You got to make one or two things. You got to make the audience love you, or you got to make them hate you. One of the two, because anywhere in the middle, you're not getting over. If they hate you, or they throw shit at you and throw rocks at your rental car and shit like that, you know, then you're doing something. You know, you get 20,000 people in O2 Arena call you, you fat wanker, you're doing something. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if I'll ever I, get that. Yeah, no, you won't, say. you skinny bastard, but good for you. I'm not going to have ads my whole career. That'll never happen to me. Yeah. Let's talk about you in-ring a little bit. Okay. You know, we've, we've, we were talking a little bit off-air, like I'm interested to know some of your favorite matches and, and memories and guys you like to work with. Uh, well, it's funny. Um, guys I like to work with, of course, I mean, we've got such a long... Long list. We haven't, we haven't worked yet, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> hope you make that list. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I well, we worked. You know, so. I mean, we you did work. Yeah, we bit, okay. Yeah, so bit, you know. we did the point Mayweather, Mayweather angle. You know, Mayweather angle. You know. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, my first match, I wrestled Hulk Hogan, and I got so much just uh, crass uh, master business class in the wrestling business and how business is done on the talent dealing with the company end of it, on how to make sure you get your value, get what you're worth um, from him was unreal. A um, lot of good experiences with Randy Savage over the years, you know, before he passed. Randy was always really, really kind to me and always used to tell me all the time to, to let Hogan pay for everything when we all went out. Keep <laughs> <laughs> your credit card in your wallet. Don't try to run with the Joneses. Let Hogan pay. <laughs> you know, because I'd try to pick up a meal every now and then. Yeah. And he's like, no, let Hogan pay. <laughs> you know, whether that was just his thing or like Hulk just thought I was a cheap bastard. I never picked up a meal. I didn't have to hard time. No, Randy's telling me not to. I don't know. Like, you know. Um... Undertaker was probably one of my biggest mentors, and I've said it before, but he was um, really, he used to call it brother, brother love, and it's not nice love, it's tough love. Mm. Like, you know, like he was, he was one of the last of the true, I think, uh, true veteran generals that just had fought on crappy, shitty tours, had fought when business was down, had fought at the top when business was hot and been the man and, and competed on levels that, you know, were just, I don't know if will ever happen again, you know, with his, just his ability and, and his knowledge sitting around him. You just, uh, if you absorb some of it, you became better just being around him. Uh, Arn Anderson, uh, always giving me advice, always tweaking things just right to, to help me along. He's telling me all the time, he says, you, you don't do pretty. You do ugly. Hey, I'm giant. Just do ugly. That's what you do. Do ugly. You know, and he'd walk off disgusted with me because I was, like, trying to do a nip-up or some kind of shit. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. right. I do ugly better. Slinging Rey Mysterio into a pole strapped to a backboard's ugly. I do that pretty good. Yeah, I should do ugly. Um, uh, Ric Flair was great. Ric Flair was like that... Uh, couple month ride where like you know god how did i not end up in jail you know uh -huh. <laughs> you know like one of my first trips on the road i came down the escalator and uh rick flair was at baggage claim and he goes uh what kind of car you got tadpole you know and i said uh, i've got a cadillac sir he says i'm with you and i'm like oh my god i'm driving rick flair 
you know, and then we I actually wrestled Rick that night. Then we went out and I wanted to go eat. He goes, no, 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 we're going to go to the Yucatan liquor stand. <laughs> and then we were out all night at the Yucatan. And then I ended up at a strip club next door somewhere. Then I wound up naked on the stage dancing. So um, Rick had all the girls tipping me. So Beautiful story. I love yeah, players. But that's just one of those things like, you know, like, oh, thank God there were no cell phone cameras back oh, then. Oh, like, God. You know, but I, I remember people from the office in WCW were pulling me to the side and telling me I couldn't hang out with Rick anymore. <laughs> they like, hey, you need to stop hanging out with Flair. He's, he's going to be a bad influence on you, and we're worried about Because I would come in with, like, dark circles under my eyes where I just, I, I literally got back to my room, like, 45 minutes ago to shower to come to the building. I've been out with Rick all night. Oh Rick God. walks in fresh as a daisy, twice my age. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I'm in my 20s, like, dying. I haven't slept. and But good stories, you know. Snowed in in Denver with Rick. I got snowed in with him one time in Denver at a club. That was interesting. Uh, <laughs> at a club? At a I mean, club, so of course. The story yeah. To it. yeah, well. <laughs> if you can't unlike, tell it. <laughs> unlike him, I'm not going to tell all my tales out of school. But uh, mm -hmm. Fair. Uh, it was... Uh, it was an adventurous night. Like <laughs> you always knew when you hung around Rick, you were gonna have a good time. Mm -hmm. You know, you were gonna have a good time, and and Rick was one that kind of showed me, I think, how fun it is to be a w, to be a superstar, to be a wrestling star, to be accomplished, to be good in the ring, to be respected, and to be popular, and how to have fun with it. You know, like like you didn't know how to have fun until you went out with Rick. You know. And then, you know, I got to work with Scott and Kevin and the NWO and all that. And, and uh, they had some deep intellectual thoughts on a lot of stuff. Kevin Nash was, like, riding with Confucius a lot up front. Mm -hmm. We'd be in a Lincoln Town car, both of us in T-shirts like this, pouring sweat with the windows down. Scott Hall's in the back covered up in our coats, freezing to death, and it's like 30 degrees out, and we're in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And Scott's biggest, but we're so big, we're in this town car, like him and I, I'm 500, he's 320, you know? <laughs> we're just, you know, uh, great conversation, those guys. But in-ring working, Lesnar was always amazing. Always had fun with Brock, owe, owe a lot to Brock. Cena was probably literally the easiest guy for me. He was John Cena, I was the big show. And uh, never a problem, never a conflict. Did great business all over the world with him. Um, like I said, Taker was the one that you really had to lace your boots up and like, you know, he was gonna run your dick in the dirt. He was gonna run you hard, you know, cause that's just who he was. There was no, there was no, uh, Oh, I got a night off. I got an Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. no, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I got Undertaker. Oh my God. You got to make sure your shit is tight. You breathe into a bag. Yeah. Yeah. Boots are tight. Knee raises are tight. Yeah. We're going to rock and roll. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, he was, uh, he, was, uh, he was another level, dude. Another level. And uh, let's see. Seamus was like fighting a bag of hammers. Just with all these names. So We'll get to that. I want to get to the bag of hammers in a moment. But like, you had such a unique career, and, mm -hmm. and, and it's in a sense where I like to Lucky, I like to Lucky. call it like you, you touch so many generations. Yeah. If you look like you you, wrote, you worked with Hogan, yeah. Savage, all the way to Braun Strowman. Yeah, Braun Roman I mean, that's Reigns. So many generations. Very lucky. That's unbelievable. But yes, okay. So bag of hammers. Because yeah. that was going to be my next question. I want to know who you didn't like working. No, with. Is there I anyone did, you no, didn't get along no, with? No, 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 no. I never had problems with anyone. I mean, everybody was always pretty cool with me. Um, no beefs. 
No, I mean, there's little piss and beefs here and there. A lot of it when I was younger, I didn't know what I was doing and screwing up. And then once I figured out what I was doing, uh, there weren't any beefs. Mm. So, um, just, there were guys that were just tougher. Like, Seamus was like fighting a bag of hammers. When I did that feud with Seamus, where I was on my bus one night, and I'm looking at my arms, and I had these giant purple and green bruises all over me. I'm looking at my legs are bruised. I'm like, Jesus, do I have like a liver problem? Oh, like I think like like there's something internally wrong with me. No, it's Seamus kicking and hitting the crap out of me. That's what it is. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> then I look at Seamus and like his lips busted, his chest has been split open from chops, you know, he's you know, he's all bruised and beat up. I'm like big show chops. Are we, are we really <laughs> fighting like this? Like I actually like Seamus. Like, yeah. you know mm-hmm. but uh that's how Seamus' intensity with I, we just went at it. Yeah. Not realizing that, you know, we didn't punch each other in the teeth of the mouth or the nose, but, you know, we were, body shots physical. were pretty snug, physical. That yeah. that pump kick was coming in, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, great. Fun stuff. Uh, Primo and Epico, uh, Cologne Brothers. Mm. The Usos were fun. Uh, and my... Uh, I think my boys that I had a lot of fun with was um, uh, New Day. They were mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And I had fun back in the day, too, with, like, Luger and Sting. Mm-hmm. You know, Sting was great to me when I first started. Like, it, it's so funny for us to both be in AEW now, and he's always busy doing stuff, so we kind of pass each other, you know. Um, but uh, he got a lot of my really rotten stuff when I started, and he was very patient with me. Mm. So... Um, it's good to uh, to kind of be on the same level now. Where before I was a, a shit ass stiff rookie. Now I'm I'm a smooth old timer too. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, we're talking a lot about the past, and obviously we can't keep here all night as no, much as no, I think no. we'd love to. But like looking forward, right? Are there are there people like that you see AEW that you're like you're like. I would, maybe I'd like to do something with them. No, or, no, absolutely. Yeah. I'm got, like, Kenny Omega, absolutely one of the best I've seen. I don't know how long. I love this guy as a heel. I love his presence on the microphone. I love the business he does backstage where he runs as a VP. Like he's really got his act together. But in the ring, he he's a he's a hustle bumper. I mean, he's a bump and feed hustle gets it done. He's a guy that I could work a program with. That if I was a face and he was a heel, he could get heat on me and it'd be believable. Because he has that gear five, gear six in that just a little bit of crazy insanity that would work, that I could work well with. Um, you know, John Moxley, of course, Moxley's easy to work with. I'd be, love to do some more stuff with him. John and I got to play a little bit in WWE, but it'd be fun to play on a different level with him. Um, Lance Hoyt, uh, Murderhawk. Yeah. Um, again, we crossed paths a long time ago before he became who he is, before he came into his own. Now he's a big, vicious nasty son of a gun that I would like to work with. Um, Miro, of course, mm-hmm. my one of my one of my children that I helped bring along years <laughs> ago and now I look at him, he's he is the man. Uh, I love seeing his, how he's improved and how solid he is. Uh, if I was a heel, uh, I'd love to work Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. I would love I would make people want to like have me shot if mm-hmm. I worked Darby yeah. Allen. There's just so many things in the back of my head I can do with Darby that would just, people would hit the ring and hate me. Um, uh, let's see, who else do we have? There's some others on there too. I'd love um, to see you and Will Hobbs. 
Oh, powerhouse? Yeah, but he's yeah. out of his goddamn mind if he thinks I'm taking that fucking spine buster. <laughs> Hell no. Uh-uh, bro. It's beautiful, but... Uh, I'll, I'll hit him with that old Andre shit. I'll be like, no. <laughs> Man, I'll hit you with my spine, but... No. <laughs> I mean, he's got okay. so much... High, and that's a damn lie, too, because you know me, once I get into doing something, I'll yeah. take it like crazy. I just... Oh, yeah. I just hope I don't explode like a cartoon cat. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I hit the mat, like pieces go everywhere. The ring doesn't hey, explode. Hobbs did it. He finally <laughs> killed him. Yay! No, Hobbs would be awesome. Yeah, you guys uh, would do some. He's he's really turned it on since I've gotten here in AEW. He's changed a lot. Wardlow is another one. Um, Jake Hager, uh, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. You know, we we got had a lot of fun together. That would be an easy one. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to team up with Chris again, you know, because yeah. he's one of my favorite, if not the favorite tag team partner I've ever had. I've had really? a lot of them, but there was just something about Chris and I. We flowed together so well, and we were instantly like an old married couple. Mm-hmm. Like, there was never any conflict between Chris and I as a tag team about roles, about who did what, who needed to do what. Um, you know, I just, uh, it just worked well together. It was one of those kind of things like, yeah, this works. Um, you know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of talent. And I've seen some bigger guys walking around backstage. I mean, not only the big guys, I can see you doing a lot. Like you talked about Darby Allen. I'd love to see you and a partner or something with the Young Bucks. Like just those. Oh the way yeah, yeah, things, yeah. You know well, what I mean? You know, the Young Bucks are so talented. It'd be a lot of fun. It's great that they're heels now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as crazy as those kids are, we could have a lot of fun with them. Oh. And they're they're just they're. A friggin' hoop. I could just picture you putting Nick Jackson in the corner and freaking chopping. I was seeing the way he would sell it would be like, I mean, tremendous. It, it'd be so tremendous. much fun to watch. Oh, you yeah, work like with I see Nick guys. taking one to the chest, then like instead of taking one to the chest again, he flips over and takes it to the back and uh, then does the, you know, the yeah. strutting moonwalk yeah. and just having fun with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like uh, be some fun. That's the thing. There's so much opportunity, but there's there's no there's no. Uh, there's no rules. There's no fences. Like, you know, if this creates organically and I get to work with these incredibly young talent, then it's a bonus. You know? Well, I don't know if even you know, but I mean, um, the immediate next question is like, when? When are we going to see you in the ring? Soon. Yeah, Soon. I do know. You do know. All right. All right. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Unlike the new generation and my generation, we had a thing called kayfabe. That means we don't tell nothing. <laughs> Y'all might want to try that sometime. Yeah, I'm just trying Y'all to get like, some views, baby. Right I'm trying go to, to right go to Twitter. Like, oh, this is what this is what's gonna happen. I, I just that's I, why I, no one knew I was trying to, coming. Trying to get people to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, get the, pre- get, get the news out there. I'm trying to help you raise. I'm a fan of you. <laughs> I'm a fan of your partner, all ego, Ethan Pays. I love him. <laughs> you always put. Over on top. I, I love, love you it. guys. No, because you know what? You guys have done uh, what you need to do as heels. You've made yourselves unique. You guys are athletic. You guys are are confident, and you're good at working as a team. And that's that's good business. Why wouldn't it. I be a fan of that? I appreciate it. You know, I love it. I love the stuff you and I love how you do a great job. And I never got to tell you this or sit down and talk about because we're always busy at work. You do a great job of shifting gears. You're smiling, you're happy, you're a funny guy, you're clowning. You get on the cell and you run, but when you turn it to nasty, it's believable. Oh, it's good. You. It's a great transition when you put that heel lock and you lock it in. It's it, it's in the eyes and it's a good thing to keep, you know. So I meant to tell you guys that I, I like it. I like good stuff. I appreciate you know? it. 
So, uh, yeah, it doesn't mean I'm going to sell for either one of you. So, well, <laughs> don't just it, let we, me don't, we don't need you to, you know. Yeah, it's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll with, sell for you, though. Yeah. All day, oh, baby. Oh, goddamn right you will. All day, baby. Yeah, right you will. Yeah. Yeah. Like this conversation. I don't think it's a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby, I'm going to go in there with two things on my mind, bumping and feeding. There you go. I like it. Bumping and feeding. That's it, you know. Well, I'll, make, I'll make sure y'all get a good little bump in your pay. Yeah. Hey, there we go. That's my guy. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Hey, this thank has been you. I mean, so I love fun. chatting. Sorry I took up so much time no, telling please. old war stories. No. But man, it, we got to have you on again at some point. Like At some point, just, yeah. Just, have some fun. I could talk to you yeah. for hours, yeah. man. This has been I'm so much I'm always around, man. I'm always, you know, you don't have to pick my brain for your show. You can come by. I'm going to grab you. You should. I'm going to grab you. I'd be sure. honored to sit down you. and chew the fat with you. So. But also, this is the best posture I've ever had for a show because, oh, yeah. like, I'm sitting next to both you guys have got some height, and I'm just like, <laughs> you your posture the show right now. Yeah, you know? we both got height. Most of the yeah, time, I'm just like, yeah. Height. So, <laughs> anyways, yes. That's been Thank great. you so much. It's my pleasure. Yeah, he's a fountain of knowledge, and uh, I, I couldn't. I honestly meant it when I said I could sit down with him with that for hours and just mm -hmm. listen to him talk. He's, he's brilliant. So we don't have the time for that, though. So yeah. we're going to bring in Eric. I'm back. Speaking of back. listening to someone talk. What are oh. you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Guys, listen, this isn't going to be talking. This is going to be singing as we play a game of well-versed. The in-studio thing really has me thrown. Yeah. Guys, here's the thing. We're tied. Did you know that? For yeah. all the games of, of Wellverse that we've played, you guys are tied. Oh, I mean, really, at like Zero? one. Yeah, at like one, one? At, like, at like one point each. Okay. Yeah. So this is our tiebreaker. Okay. I have one song, one song that I am going to sing for you. No. Yeah, that's, uh, this is how I do karaoke. I'm going to sing a chosen lyric. Name is your buzzer. Ring in when you know the song. He takes a whiskey drink. He takes a vodka drink. Buzz he takes a James. lager drink. James. That is Phil Collins. No! It's not <laughs> Phil Collins. You sure? He takes a cider drink. He sings the songs that remind him of the good times. He sings the songs that remind Sky. him. Sky. Yeah? In sync. Bye, bye, bye. No! God, guys. James, can yeah. you take another crack at this? I have no idea what it is. You, we already you, did you, you Kiss from a Rose. Yeah, we did Kiss from a Rose already. Yes, no, it's not Kiss from a Rose. This Is it the, this is Bananas. No! That's, that's it, song? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's not the song. Stefani. Fergie? No, no, uh, no doubt. <laughs> it was no doubt. No, that's a... Uh, don't, don't Speak. Don't Speak. Oh, I love that song. That's a great song. It's beautiful, so beautiful ballad. Well, I guess we will remain tied, as there will be no winner in Well Versed. The song was Tub Thumping, by Chumbawamba. Never heard of it. I've never heard of it. You yeah, guys, is this is. We got to move on. So, this is, uh, just sounded like we're, a list we're running of out of time. Uh, so, we, I, I really want to check in with my buddy here. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, though. So, I'm really. So, we got <laughs> to make it really quick. <laughs> How do we make we're going to go shorter? to our next segment. It is called 15 Seconds with James. James, let's get the clock on the screen. What is going on? Wait for the clock. Well, Sky, I just want to let you know I got, had a very amazing opportunity yesterday. I got to go to a live wrestling show for the first time ever, and it was a blast. 
I, I saw a lot of famous wrestlers. And I'm so sorry. We are just, we, we just I'll, don't have the time. Lakers in five. Hindsight, uh, hindsight, I realize they probably should have discussed something that we hadn't already discussed yeah, on the show. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, yeah. You know, we're getting better at it. We're we getting ran better. out of time. We ran out of time. Mm, tough. Eric? All right, guys. Now we wrap this thing up. It's the finish. I didn't know which way to go. I got nervous. I really, I, got, I like it when you do it more, like, more graceful. Just. I just didn't know which way to go. That's got, my favorite. I got All right. Guys, here's the thing. Mm. We've done 25 episodes of this show, yeah. but now with AEW going back on the road, mm. the show's right. going to take a short break, take a hiatus. We have to figure out when we're going live again, when we can do it. We want to get it back in the studio. I think the energy of being in the studio, being live and everything is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back. Soon. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at WWTWPOD. You can find all the updates there. We'll let you know when we're coming back, all the new news and all that stuff. But conversely, you want to follow James and Sky on Twitter, uh, at Scorpio Sky, at James Willems, and then also at Scorpio Sky on Instagram and at James Willems' feet. I mean, we're still... Unless, hold on. Unless you want to see my feet, then you just go to James Willems. It's going to make sense one of these days. I just don't know what it is. But, guys, it is uh, it's the time where I give you one word. For a I need you to know. Sum it up in one word. Okay. How has it been doing this show live in studio compared to remote? What's your one thought, one word ingrained in your brain? Kinetic. Ooh, kinetic. I love it. Mm-hmm. This guy topped that. Eh. What the? Okay. All right. Fine, fine. <laughs> Take it, Scott. Thank James. you, everybody. <sighs> Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful RTX. Thank you. We'll God see you, you soon.